Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so happy to have you guys here. It is one of those nights where I'm just in this stream of consciousness and just wanting to share it with you guys and wanting to express and share what is on my heart at the moment. And yeah, I'm not even going to post this on a Saturday. I'm just going to post it right after I take it. So it is going to come out on Sunday. And yeah, I love you guys and let's just get into it. So what is on my heart right now are these three themes of curiosity, community, and attachment. And I want to just start out with curiosity. I feel like I'm just jumping right into it, but that's just how much it's on my heart at the moment. And um, yeah, so I want to just start out with curiosity. So about a couple of years ago, I started realizing that I really had some space to grow in my level of curiosity for the people around me. And I realized that a lot of times I didn't get as curious as I could for the people around me, the relationships that I have and I hold really special and dear to my heart. And it's been a really big practice in my friendships and in the relationships with the women that I feel so close to and that I love so dearly. Or when I'm meeting a girl for the first time, I really make an effort to be curious. And I noticed that before, a few years ago, I... When I would interact with people, and I think part of this is because I am a Gemini and there's also a whole other part which comes from like just totally something else. But for me, I always just say what I want to say. And, you know, so like if I want someone to know a story about me, I'm going to tell them that story and they don't need to ask me for the story. They don't need to like, you know, tell me, oh, you know, ask me a leading question or something. I will just tell them the story. And I started to realize when it was pointed out to me from the people or from a person that was, you know, really close to me and, you know, lovingly was just like telling, just reflecting back to me and telling me, you know, that what would feel good for them was if I got asked them more questions and got curious. And I, at the time, really didn't understand. I was like, I don't get it. Like, if you want to tell me something, just tell me. Like, if you have, you know, why why am I going to be asking all these questions? Why don't you just, you know, tell me what you want to say? And I started to realize because it was just so foreign to me at the time. Obviously, I didn't respond like that, but <laughs> that was what my internal thought process. And, um, you know, at the time and, and still for me, it's not something that is the way that I need to be loved. You know, I will just express what I want to say and I will just say my stories and share my truth and connect with someone else. And, you know, I also am seeing and understanding that so many people are not that way and what makes them feel so loved and so heard and so just valued in the relationship is when someone shows up with curiosity and asking them questions and is just really present with them and that shows them that they you know are valued and that they that person wants to you know hear about their stories and their life and their experiences and that makes that person feel so heard and in the last couple of years that I have been implementing this, I've seen and I've been really cognizant of this curiosity. I've seen how much it has transformed my relationships and also transformed myself because I've come so much deeper into the space of the listener than I have been previously. And I feel like that has been so healthy and so healing even for myself to really come into that sea of the listener with my friendships and with the people around me 
and also with my family. I realized that, you know, I wasn't really that curious or I didn't get that curious about my mom or my dad or my brother. And I didn't really ask them questions about their life or their experiences or the things that they were feeling. And, you know, as I started to just try to get really curious with the people around me who matter to me, I saw how much it meant to them. And that was something that just started and it still continues to just really inspire me and really just make me feel it makes me feel really filled up in connection because I've seen that my connections have gotten so much more raw and so much more real and so much more profound and full of depth when I show up in this space and it feels just so much more equal and it feels so much more you know like this equal energy exchange whereas I feel like years ago when I was younger you know naturally I can talk you know so I would just like talk about myself or my experiences and I would expect that if someone else wanted to share something they would also just share that thing and you know now as an adult as well I think it comes with maturity as well as you get a little bit older you realize that you know no not everybody is like that and you do need to be curious but something that I really noticed and especially as I was just hanging out with my friend for the first time we've been mutuals online for a while and we just met up in person but I have been on this like summer of sisterhood is what I'm calling it. It's just the season of my life right now. I just feel so inspired and so, yeah, just called to just deepen my connections with my sisters. And so literally, I feel like I'm going on a world tour this summer. Not really. I'm just going to like two places. (laughs) But I feel like I'm going on a world tour this summer and I am going to be connecting with a lot of girls that I have not met yet that I'm, you know, in connection with online or girls that I already am really close with and that have been my friend for years and I'm just going to, you know, go and go to their city and hang out with them and deepen my bond with them. And so I'm super excited for my summer of sisterhood. It has already started. I've already been connecting with so many wonderful women and it just feels so good, but I just want to just kind of like reflect and just tell you guys because it feels almost like I don't know this this way that I'm really cognizant now of interacting with the people around me which is coming from this space of curiosity and so I notice even that my connections when I meet women for the first time and I enter into friendship and sisterhood with them you know the first time we meet and and in these you know initial stages we're able to come so much deeper into bond and I feel that they feel so heard by me and they feel so safe with me and they feel so loved by me and they feel so valued and that makes me feel good because I am happy to have women that feel you know loved by me and that feel that they really value me as a friend and I also of course feel valued and heard and loved by them but you know I've noticed that I'm able to drop so much deeper into this space with the women around me when you know, I am so cognizant of being super curious. And now it comes a little bit more naturally to me because I've been practicing for quite a while now. And so now it just kind of is the way that I show up. But in the beginning, it was an effort. You know, when someone would share a story, I usually would just be like, I would respond and I would love their story. And that would be it, you know, because that's what I would expect and what made me feel good when I would share a story. But now I'm really cognizant of asking questions and asking follow-up questions and asking for more details. And that I see it makes people feel so loved and so held. And 
it deepens our bond. And I just am so happy to share that and to just be in that space where it feels like I just, you know, when I was younger, it was really hard for me to navigate female friendships. And it was really hard for me to be in female friendships. I was always having conflict in my female friendships. Besides, I have two long-term friendships or three long-term friendships that we've been friends for over 10 years or one of them we've been friends for like eight years. The other one we've been friends for 15 years and same with my other best friend. So I do have long-term friendships, but we all went to different schools and, you know, so I didn't really see them on a day-to-day basis. So the people I was seeing on a day-to-day basis, I had a lot of friction with. And as a young girl, it was just so hard for me to feel loved and to feel safe in my female friendships. And I was always, you know, just falling out with people or it was a trauma bond or it was toxic or whatever it was. And so now being in a space of my life for years where it just feels like all of the connections around me feel so life-giving and so safe and yeah, just so nourishing. It just feels like such a full body yes. And I do believe that, you know, my curiosity about others really has helped me deepen my bonds with the women around me and has, yeah, allowed me to just show up in the way that, makes other people feel loved and I just wanted to share that with you guys and another thing too is that I find that I'm a lot less kind of quick to jump on something that someone says in general and I think that also just comes with age and maturity and whatnot but I think there is a part of it too where my natural response now is to get curious because I've been practicing for such a long time that it's become like my baseline so when someone says something that I don't necessarily agree with or I see something online that I don't agree with or whatever it is one of my initial responses is to get curious and you know for me to ask follow-up questions or for me to do research or for me to you know think and say like you know is this you know just to get curious about it instead of to immediately judge it or to say, you know, that's wrong or I don't agree with this or whatever it is. I think I have a lot of an easier time getting curious about people's perspectives and just differences. And I think that does come from me really exercising my curiosity muscle in my friendships and in my relationships. And I noticed that I also do that in my family now. I was I was saying before that like, you know, with my family, I feel like I didn't I was, you know, kind of focused more on being heard. And I think that's normal as a child. Like you want to be seen and you want to be heard and you want to be known, right, by your parents and by the people in your community or your town or whatever it is. And when you're not seen or known or heard by the people around you, it can feel very, it can go into a dysregulated space where you either like shut off completely or you crave so much to be seen and heard. And you kind of go through these distorted mechanisms to try to receive being seen and heard and then you kind of just continue in this cycle where you're not seen and heard because you're trying to get that through toxic methods and ways but as I healed obviously through years and years there's so many areas of my life where I feel so seen and heard and I have so many friendships and, and people in my life where I just feel loved and unconditionally accepted and unconditionally heard and supported and it's just raw and real and because of that I feel like 
it's a lot easier for me to get curious in spaces where maybe others aren't necessarily curious about me. And, you know, even, you know, that could just, I don't know. I don't even know where that thought is going, but that just feels real. You know, like I just feel like I have this much greater capacity to just hold nuance and to get curious. Whereas before I would maybe someone would say something and I would just kind of be like, no, like I don't like that. Or, you know, I would immediately write it off. And now I just feel like I get a lot more curious and I'm a lot more open. And that doesn't mean that I don't have an incredible amount of discernment because I do, but just allowing myself to get curious feels like it creates space for connection, even in the face of disagreement. And I think that that is really, really important. I think that also goes into what I was saying before in my last podcast about having an open heart, even in the face of suffering. And I think that it goes kind of hand in hand with, you know, keeping an open heart in the face of suffering and also getting curious in the space of disagreement. And I think that, you know, both of those things allow for just a deeper connection and yeah. And it's just like, we're all, I don't know, I'm going to get like too, <laughs> I'm going to get too like spiritual about it right now. So I'm just going to kind of leave it there. But yeah, so that's something that's really real. And I was saying before, I kind of went off on a little tangent, but just with my family, I feel like I've gotten a lot more curious about my family. And you realize that, you know, as a child, you want to be seen and heard so much, but you don't try to like see and hear the people around you and your family and because I feel so seen and heard by the people around me in my life with my friendships and relationships and whatnot I'm when I go to my family I'm looking to see and hear them and I'm looking to get curious and I'm looking to spend time and I'm looking to meet them where they're at and you know be curious about them and you realize that there's I mean at least for me my mom is actually like really cool (laughs) like my mom is objectively like really that girl like she's so cool and so you know it's super easy to just be curious about her because you're just like wait you have like so much wisdom and so much that I'm just super interested in but even my dad the other day like I was just asking him about his spiritual beliefs and his thoughts and you know and I'd never asked him these things before right like I'm so absorbed in my practice with God and in my spiritual practice but you know I don't even know what my dad you know believes in or what he thinks or what his spiritual practice is and so you know I just opened up that conversation and it wasn't about me at all like nothing you know, I didn't share one thing about myself and I didn't need to. I was just, my only intention was to just get curious about what was going on with him so I could know him better. And I feel like that kind of thing just now in my life makes me feel so filled up to just be able to know, (laughs) to just know like the connections that I have, like know the people around me and to, yeah, make them feel heard or just, know them deeper and I don't know it just feels really really special and yeah I'm taking that you know especially for my friendships like I'm taking a lot of those lessons and applying them in other spaces but with my female friendships it has been so healing to just see myself get so curious in the last couple years and see how much it has transformed the women connections in my life and how much closer I've gotten with, you know, women that are just coming to my life and how easy it is to get really close when, 
you know, we're curious and I'm curious about them and they're curious about me. And it's just this reciprocal, loving, curious exchange where we're just seeing one another as these unique divine expressions and manifestations of God and the goddess. And we're just like looking at one another and wanting to know each other's stories and wanting to know where one another's hearts are at and wanting to know what's going on in one another's love life and wanting to know what's going on in one another's hearts and, you know, just experiencing one another and just being so curious and you know I think this also has to do with my spiritual practice like over time you just become it's it's a you know it's a it's a bunch of stuff in you know in tandem but you know I think it also has to do with my spiritual practice like I said kind of just as I have progressed in my spiritual practice and as I kind of devote more to you know God it's just like less has to be about me (laughs) right like I just see the people around me and I'm just like wow like I really try to practice especially when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply when I'm in a space where I feel intention with the people around me or I don't necessarily feel really filled up by the people around me and you know maybe I'm just in a grocery store or whatever it is I really try to be like oh my gosh all of these people are just God and they're just in these little bodysuits and this is so interesting and I feel like as I try to just continually see people as the truth of who they are it's just so much easier to get curious because you're just like who are you in this little body like what has your story been and you know I'm interested in you and I think a lot of that has to do with also community which is the next thing I'm talking about and you know I feel like that is so real for me and it's just a season of my life that I'm in and 
I talk a lot about the importance of celibacy and solitude and, and being able to stand on your own two feet. And I think that that is so important. But I also think that coming into community, into safe and healthy community, into loving community and having safe friendships and safe relationships and a safe partner and, you know, being in connection with others where you feel so seen and so held, that has honestly done so much for me. And my period of being intentionally single and celibate and, you know, not even having friends, like my period of just me getting to know myself and being able to stand on my own two feet was so important and no amount of community could have given me the lessons and the stability and the security that I gained in that period. And at the same time, no amount of, you know, singleness or solitude or whatever could give me the lessons and the security and the confidence that I've come into while, you know, after being loved in in safe connections and there is honestly nothing like that. And they're, they're different. And I think that the two of those experiences, you know, learning to stand on your own two feet, not being desperate for connection, you know, being able to, you know, enjoy your time alone and, and be in solitude and, and all of that is super important. I think it's, you know, integral. I think it's like it can't be skipped. I think it's one of the most important parts of the healing journey. And then the step after that, in my opinion, is an okay, great. Now I can go and get into safe community and safe connection because I know how to stand on my own two feet and I know who I am and I feel confident in myself. And that this honestly has given me so like it completed me being in relationship and connection with people who genuinely love me and unconditionally love me and see me and care about me. And just, I feel so safe in their presence and having community and connection like that has just been life-changing for me. And I can't even tell you like the way that I carry myself now as a woman is so different. And that came from the balancing of the whole, like of all of it, right? Like knowing how to stand on my own two feet and then also being genuinely seen and loved. That has been like the biggest shift. And and both of those two things in tandem have created me in my wholeness and in my fullness and in my security. And I really just can't say enough about being in community or being in friendships it doesn't need to be like community as in there's a million people around you I mean just I mean and that would be great too but just having connections where you're truly loved and seen and safe and you can express yourself like even the other day I was hanging out with a girlfriend and I asked her I was like let's take a selfie And she's like, no, I don't want to. And I was like, keep expressing yourself to me. Like, I love that you just told me no. Like, just make sure that you always tell me no if you need to tell me no. And she was like, that feels so good. And like, that's literally how me and my friends talk. (laughs) I swear. Like, it's just this. Like, actually, I don't even think she said that feels so good. I think she was just I forget what she said. But that is how I like to talk to the women in my life and the people in my life and you know any relationships in my life I like to just be so like clear and loving and just affirmative and just like you are so seen and loved and you know I really appreciate that you just told me no because that makes me feel safe like it makes me feel honored it makes me feel good and I appreciate that you can like speak your truth with me and like 
that I love saying that to my friends and like I love having that said to me and yeah I just feel like you know it just like feels so good I feel like I'm just giggling now because I'm just thinking about it but having just people in your life where you can just be so honest from a space of love and there's no you know discomfort and you're just like just be real with me like just be real with me all of the time and I will love you and like just be all of yourself and give me your full body yes and give me your full body no and yeah it just feels so good so I am just loving this season of community and I think that you know I've been noticing that that is just where life is leading me and that is where life is wanting me to go is now in this space of real deep community with other people. So that is something I'm really, really, you know, valuing at this moment and, you know, just thinking about a lot. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is attachment. And I really wanted to talk about this from the spiritual perspective because I read this book and I feel like I've talked about it a million times. It's so good. And it's honestly the book I would recommend to all women. It is so good. It's called The Body of Wisdom by Hilary Hart. It is not to be confused with The Wisdom of Our Bodies by another Hillary. That's not, they're different books. And a lot of people I've been like recommending the book and they've been getting the other books. So it's The Body of Wisdom by Hilary Hart heart as in h-a-r-t so this book is so good and i really like i felt like every single word in it was like bible like it was so good and yeah just definitely a book i would gift to you know women in my life that i really really love i actually did gift it to a woman in my life that i really really love actually one of my long-term friendships i love her so much and she's like my rock and Oh my gosh, my dog is crying. He wants to come in my room. Hold on, guys. Okay, so my dog is now on my bed. He is constantly on my bed and he just always wants to be next to me. So I'm actually going to use that. I actually wanted to talk about him and talk about my connection with my dog as, you know, kind of a um, little facet of attachment. So I'm glad he just walked in and reminded me. But basically what I've been really loving and just thinking a lot about lately is this sacredness of attachment and a lot of times in spiritual communities there is this deep aversion to attachment right because we want to be non-attached and in non-resistance and you know completely you know um, aligned with the divine or completely what am I trying to say merged that's what that's the word I was looking for merged with the divine right we want to be completely one with God and and so a lot of times we go through this this road of non-attachment and in the body of wisdom where it's a woman it's a woman's book for spirituality so it's a it's called like the body of wisdom and then i think the subtitle is like the spiritual something of women or whatever it is so it's talking about spirituality for women and two things that i really loved about the oh my gosh guys i feel like i'm out of breath <laughs> i literally just got out of breath and this crazy cuz i like have been really like taking working out a lot lately but i literally just got up and was like rolling around and kissing my dog and now I'm out of rest. So if my voice sounds a little bit crazy, that is why. So just roll with it. But um, so the attachment with, that she talks about in the book. So basically it's a spiritual book for women and talks about women's unique spirituality. That's basically, you know, the overall idea. And she talks about all these different, I think it's around nine different 
specific unique aspects of women's spirituality and two of my favorite chapters are about attachment and longing the longing chapter was literally like bomb to my soul like literally just like this healing bomb for my spirit I just loved it so much and I felt so seen and just so heard and like my entire spirit was just like oh my gosh yes this is me but yeah the attachment chapter is so good as well and she talks about the sacredness of attachment and how a lot of times in the you know spirituality centered on the male there is this huge focus on non-attachment and she talks about for women who are seeking spirituality that you know of course there's this balance between non-attachment and attachment but that your attachment to the world to your children to your husband to your animals to the people around you to your community all of that is sacred and a part of your spirituality and so I feel like for me in my life, that has been such a deep theme is like finding God in the attachment and finding God and the divine in the attachment and kind of moving through that in like my attachment to the earth and my attachment. Okay, let's just use lavender, my dog. You know, my dog is so attached to me and he is with me like 24 seven. Even my friend Deanna, she was just here and she was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like he's like your ancestor like because he's like so always looking out, like always just watching me, seeing what I'm doing, making sure I'm okay. Like he's just always right next to me. Like if I walk somewhere, I mean, he's my best friend. He's the epitome of like man's best friend. Like he is this woman's best friend. Like he is just my little guy. And he was like so bothered with Deanna. He's like, why is Deanna like taking Victoria away from me? Like, you know, he just wants to be with me 24 seven and he's just my little buddy. And I'm super attached to him. I also want to be with him 24-7. And I love my dog. And I'm knitting us matching sweaters right now. Like, this is my guy. Like, this is my bestie. I love this guy. And, like, he's just everything to me. And I love him. And finding... So, in the book, she talks about how within attachment, it breeds devotion and service. And so, she talks about, like, if you are attached to your job or if you're whatever, when you're attached to your job, you do a really, really good job because you really, really care about the outcome. Like it breeds love and caring if it's done in a healthy way. Unhealthy attachment obviously brings distortion, codependency, abuse, etc. But when we're healthily attached, that's, that's the key here. Like I'm healthily attached to my friends. I'm healthily attached to my dog, right? I'm healthily attached to the earth. I'm healthily attached to a lot of things around me. And so within that space of healthy attachment, then it brings this space of love and service and devotion. Like I serve my dog, you know, so much, right? Like I'm constantly serving him and making sure he's okay and loving him and devoting to him because I'm attached to him. I don't do that with, you know, my mom's dogs or, you know, the other the other dogs around me or the other animals around me. I don't serve them, devote to them, love them to the same degree that I love my dog who is me and him are mutually attached to one another. Again, I don't do that with, you know, every woman that I meet, I serve and drop in and unconditionally love and show up for my friends at a deeper level than I do for, you know, a woman that I'm not close with or that is not in my inner circle. I'm not going to show up for her in the same way because I'm not attached to her. And so it just really restores this healthy attachment where a lot of times, especially in women's life, we have a, a deeper level of attachment to these 
these really beautiful physical realm earthly things so there's these things like you know our children right obviously I don't have children but you know our children where we can be healthily attached to our children a lot of times a lot of times especially in our modern society you know people are unhealthily attached to their children so they have like disorganized attachment with their child or or you know they're an abuser to their child or they're toxic to the child or they're you know have anxious attachment or avoidant attachment with their child or they're just like have totally distorted attachments with their child but when you can come into healthy attachment with your child it's not the attachment that's wrong it's the you know the way that we are not in a healthy attachment that's kind of where the space of distortion shows up but we can be in healthy attachment with our children, with our husband, with our community, with our animals, with, you know, our causes that we really care about, right? Like I'm healthily attached to the things that I really care about and the service I really care about. And because I'm attached to it, I serve it more deeply and I show up for it more deeply and I, I devote to it and I'm committed to it. And I just love that so much and I feel like that's so healing for me just being able to radically claim that balance of just this attachment and then also this non-attachment because I still do both at the same time and I think that being able to have a non-attached lens where for example I think I think honestly that's the only way that you can have healthy attachment so like you know if you were to have a child if I were to have a child I can be healthily attached to my child, but non-attached to the outcome of my child or their unique struggles in their life or their unique, you know, journey in their life or their unique karma, their unique situation. I can be in non-attachment to that while also being healthily attached to my child or, you know, with my girlfriends, I can be non-attached to their, you know, journey and like what's going on with them versus while at the same time being healthily attached to the core of their being does that make sense so like you can be healthily attached to the the core the like the soul or like the being while also being non-attached to like the outcome or like what happens so for example if you are studying for a test when I was pre-law which was a long time ago but I no longer am pre-law obviously and I did not choose the route of being a lawyer but when I did think I was going to be a lawyer and I was studying for my LSAT which was so many summers ago but years ago I was studying for my LSAT and I took my LSAT and, you know, if I'm healthily attached to being a lawyer, if I'm healthily attached to my test, right, this, this LSAT, I commit to it. I show up for it every day. I'm studying every day. I'm, I'm taking all these, you know, actions to commit to it. But if I'm healthily attached, then I can be in non-attachment to the outcome. So I'm giving it my best. I'm showing up. I'm devoting. And then I, I gave it my all and I'm just serving and I'm just doing the best I can. And then whatever the outcome is, I surrender. So I think that is that, you know, um, that real big balance where we can show up with that attachment while also being in the space of non-attachment. And it's not that we have to completely say, oh, I'm not going to be attached to anything in this physical world. It's more that, you know, we're going to just say, okay, I'm going to learn how to be healthily attached. So anyway, guys, that is just what is on my heart at the moment. And I wanted to just express that and I think I'm going to go to sleep now because it's getting kind of late but I'm just going to post this right now and yeah I just really feel the attachment and the curiosity and the community so deeply right now and yeah just wanted to express that and share it and yeah so I love you guys thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast and 
can't believe it's been two years. What a great time. Like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've had so much success on my podcast that I didn't even expect or know that would, you know, kind of happen and occur two years ago. So thank you guys so much for showing up and listening to me, sharing my podcast and just, yeah, receiving me. So I will talk to you soon and yeah, have a great night, everyone. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.